Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day, and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week we extend our winning run for yet another week with our victory over the Wanderers. We finally say farewell and obrigado to Papi. And of course, as always, we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I am joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. Fellas, lads, good evening. Fellas. Hello. 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 Happy Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is Tuesday, isn't it? No, no it's Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> really good start. Good Strong. start. We know what, what we're a, doing. What we are we getting? <laughs> uh, professional production as always. Well, yeah. <laughs> Not in this room. Over there. <laughs> Somewhere else. <laughs> let's get right into it, as we always do with, uh, well, it's not Fred's question this week. It's Jamie's question, Jamie Downs this week, uh, with our question of the week, because Fred didn't submit a question. You sacked, Fred? <laughs> What's going on, Fred? <laughs> uh, Jamie, you're hired. Uh, Jamie this week asks, on the back of the APL deciding to change the rules for no reason, it got me thinking what rules could be changed to improve the game. He suggested two, uh, and I quite like this this first one in particular. Zero points awarded to either team in the event of a nil-all draw. Imagine how good the last 10 minutes would be. Uh, and the other one Jamie has suggested is accidental handball should result in an indirect free kick anywhere on the pitch, including inside the penalty area. Thoughts or any other ideas? I actually like a second one too. I'm, I think I'm on board for both. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. I, I like the idea of uh, zero points awarded for a nil or draw. I don't mind that. That I do. But mm. rule two, not so much. Yeah, I, I like rule two. I like r- rule two. My problem with <laughs> rule two is that I'm already, I'm still in mourning over the, you know, loss of the handball rule a thousand times. Who knows yeah. what the handball law Nobody is these does. days? Nobody no. does, but it's dead. We know that it's dead. Death by a thousand cuts, the handball <laughs> rule. So we can't really change a rule that nobody knows. The only issue with the second one is is there's still the grey area of how do you determine what's accidental and what's accidental. yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah is it is it is it is accidental unnatural body position <laughs> yeah like if, you, if if his arms are up above his head and then it hits his hand is would that be an indirect in the box oh god as said people like Sean Evans will make this assessment yes <laughs> oh my days yeah, yeah no idea but then I mean you also lose you know Macca's penalty in the uh, in the 2013 grand final mm. yeah we wouldn't have been you, awarded that you get the indirect yeah. one nil still would have been okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> but also the indirect free kick would have been okay because they're just complete chaos yeah. that, that's I want more indirect I d- free kicks I want more in, in the box like yeah. inside the six yard box with 18 people on the line trying to – that would be classic. There's there's you a new – go uh, down to the park on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More that. Sam Silvera scored one for Middlesbrough the other week. Yeah, It yeah, was yeah. indirect inside the box. It was just complete chaos. There's a new law change for you. If if uh, if there's no goals for a 15-minute period of time, the team in possession gets an indirect free kick on the edge of the six-yard <laughs> box. I'm on board with that. I like that. <laughs> How about like the that. team that doesn't score those goals goes a man down until they do? Yeah. <laughs> and both teams continue this until <laughs> that's good. Go I like that. Scored. I right, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, nil all draws. Uh, you know, they're they're a part of uh, football and have you know sort of been forever. But and it's one of those things that people that don't follow football were always like, oh, nil all draws. How do you watch a game? And, and but if you follow football, it's like, well, you know, sort of whatever. But mm. I like the idea of if we if we want to encourage teams to score goals and actually win games or, or that that would be the idea to do it yeah that would be the way to do it not 
whatever the APL were trying to do. So. <laughs> I would like to add to rule number one, multi-ball. That multi-ball, was my next suggestion yes. as well. Multi-ball for the final 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> Absolute chaos. How fun would that be? <laughs> this is good. Mm, mm. How, many, how, 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 many, how many though? How many balls? Or do you just introduce another ball each minute? There has to be a multiplier. Yeah, yeah. So another an an additional ball for every minute that a goal isn't scored in the final. A multiplier for every for as long as there's no goals until (laughs) one of the balls ends up in the back of the net. Wow. How would Paramount keep up? They haven't got enough bloody cameras <laughs> as it is, let alone when there's multi-balls on the pitch. If there's one at bloody either end, they're going to have to try and decide or go to bloody JB Hi-Fi and get another camera. Go to JB Hi-Fi. Because <laughs> they're struggling as it is. It's Aldi special buys, mate. <laughs> like they can afford anything from JB. Jeez. This is terrible. I'm crying on the inside about the beautiful game. <laughs> oh, we're ruining it. We are absolutely destroying it. It's yeah. in the bin. It's it was already ruined. It's in the bin if we're in charge. We're trying to ruin it more. It's in the bin. Yeah. It's struggling. It's on its last breath it's in the bottom of the bin and we're looking down and we are putting our boot into it right there I, we're, I, we're, we're big bashifying it i wonder though d- does the apl have the ability save no. for <laughs> shut up save for <laughs> what ability save no. for save for rule one probably not with the handball mm. but for rule one it could would they have the ability to do that i mean it flies no, in the face of no everything. points for a draw but um yeah i mean like they could because I'm pretty sure Syria did it uh, back in the 90s where um, uh, what was I think it was no points for a draw or something. Yeah, something I'm, I'm like just that. thinking yeah. like they've they've adjusted what two points they've adjusted uh, you know like the tiebreakers which mm. which kind of relate back to points and mm. how points are judged. Mm. Can they do that based on? They can change the amount of points goal, score point. or not. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, they can change the amount of points that you get for a, for a win, loss, and draw. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, I I guess so. The APL and their infinite wisdom and their innate desire to unilaterally change. Yeah, they run football. Just ask them. <laughs> but have we had any nil or draws this season? Because do we actually know that this is not already implemented? <laughs> <laughs> we find out after the fact. That's I like that. So if we have somebody needs draw, to do a deep dive of the APL website to find out. <laughs> What's going on? Maybe the rule is already there. Well, the girl, the girls had a nil all draw on uh, on Sunday, of course, and we'll come to that a little bit later. So, uh, has anyone checked the table to see if like we got a point there? There hasn't or? been many in the men's. No, has there? No, off the top of my head, we haven't had any. No, no, we're we're free scoring Mariners. And just because just because we would change it in the men's wouldn't mean we'd necessarily change it in the women's. I mean, we're already yeah. Well, I mean, with that football completely different to the game we play in the park. The 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 tiebreaker rule that they brought in um, only affects the the actual league table, not the not the club championship. It's it's mental. That's the best point. <laughs> more adding on to point number one: four points if you win by three goals or more. Yeah, bonus points. Yeah, like yeah, like we good. used to we, we used to have that at um, the uh, indoor uh, soccer place at West Gosford at uh, Paddy's there, uh, where if you score, I think it was if you score five goals, you get a bonus point. Every five goals you score. There's a few games that we you know put ten goals away, getting <laughs> five points. That, that encourages free flowing attacking football, so I'd be all for that. Mm, don't hate that. Would have got the bonus point in the uh, in the grand final last year, of course. Stop conspiring to destroy <laughs> my game, <laughs> Jamie. You, it, it's your fault. <laughs> so one of the one of the last new little draws I can see is actually the Melbourne Derby on the twenty third of December. Did they get points? That's the question. <laughs> yeah, has, has anybody checked the table? Has anybody is the checked? Table wrong again? No, yeah. of course they did. But no, there, there hasn't been many. So I mean, it hasn't been quite a goal scoring season really to be fair last couple of years have been um yeah which is good mm. um but i i'm 
I'm all of all for making things more attacking. Bonus points for goals. I like and that. bonus points. Yeah. Yep. Bonus yep. points for That's goals. That's good. Sign me up. Sorry, Moz. Hopefully I'm dead when this rule's coming. <laughs> Fantastic question. Thanks for that one, Jamie. Let's have a look back to the weekend that was for your Central Coast Mariners, of course, travelling down to Combank Stadium on Saturday, Arvo, to face off against the Wanderers. Jeez, we had some good moments down at Combank over the last uh, last sort of six or seven months, haven't we? Good place to revisit. Not bad, not yeah, bad. Not and bad. Uh, getting the chockies this time as well. Very fitting way to send off Puppy indeed. It was your Central Coast Mariners 1, Western Sydney Wanderers nil. Puppy, of course, proving the difference as he so often has yet again on the day with a parting gift. Has there been a better send-off for a Mariners player ever? Not, Bes- not maybe, that I can think of. Maybe besides the Matty Simon one when he went to Korea. Oh, that was all right. He scored a double at home. Well, he scored a double at home. Well. Yeah, I, I think that was on a New Year's Eve game as well from memory. Possibly, yeah. Mm. Um, but, I mean, the last two games, <laughs> game at home, perfect, New yeah. Year's Eve. And then this game, mm. what a banger. Oh, banger, um, banger. But just the perfect way to send him. Not off. if you ask Marco Rodan, of course. It Do deflected, right. mate, and it was just luck, <laughs> okay? Just ask him, all right? They had 20 shots, we had one, and ours went in. Well... Have better shots, dickhead. Like, stop <laughs> stalking people. In the goal. Stop stalking people and work on your finishing. <laughs> stop forgetting USBs, okay? Um, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, Your Honour. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, I don't, is it just me? I'm never confident when we play them there. No, even even last season when we were, we we dominated down there, you know, we put three goals past them. Mm. Still, just I don't know. I, just, I don't know a, what it is. I just never feel like it's going to be easy. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in, in this one, it felt like we were in control for the vast, vast majority of the game for for me. But I don't know. It felt like a bit of a grind. Yeah, I was a bit. I was surprised looking at the possession stats, given mm. that they had. Overall, they had twenty percent more possession than us mm. in the end. But they didn't. But they just it didn't, didn't feel like it. They didn't. They didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't really didn't do anything like with it. it. No, yeah, nothing yeah. that you know really stood out. So I, I'm with you, Pete. Obviously, I didn't turn up, but uh, <laughs> from the TV, to me, we controlled the game, and they never really looked like winning. We mm. probably had more genuine chances than them. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we had. We Six shots on out. target from our 13. They had five shots on target from their 20. Yeah. Yeah. So Rudin can carry on about they had as many bloody shots as they wanted. But if you don't get them on target, then it's – it's, what are you really doing? Yeah. But we can't like, really listen to him because he's clearly, you know, I don't know. Oh, he, he, is he, is he liked bed, by anybody? Snorting up the Does anybody like him? I, yeah, I genuinely – Seriously. Yeah. But he talks a big game. That's the reason why there's always that bit of, you know – are they going to perform in their home place? Because he tells us that they're going to. Yeah, mm. you but know, they're so trodden down, those Westies. And, and, <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody feels sorry for us. And, Tiny club. Don't doesn't, doesn't he live like in Lane Cove or something? Like <laughs> yeah, leafy, leafy Lane Cove, please, yeah. Please, stop it. <laughs> His uh, three-bedroom sun-drenched filled apartment <laughs> in leafy <laughs> lower North Shore. <laughs> how, did they, how did they go with populating the home end? It's very different to what it was. Yeah. When we was, owned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we dominated. Yeah, it, it's like yeah. first four or five seasons at the old Parramatta and even in the first mm. – I mean, I don't think they've ever really been back to that, have they? Not there. at all. Not even close. Even since Combank no. opened. Yeah, not even close, which, um, is, which is incredible to think, right, because they've got the dedicated uh, safe standing area there at that yeah. end. You know, it's – It's the perfect – it's a it's a fantastic football stadium. It's good. Yeah, if you can it's a great venue. Up there. 
And yeah. we did, and we 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 packed it out. But I think you know, in terms of in terms of support, you know, the the travelling support was by far the louder on the day as well. It felt like it, yeah. yeah. But that they, it's 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 not what it was. Even was it the first the first semi? Was it in the first season or the second season? The semi final there when they beat us. 2-0. They beat us yeah, 2-0 or something on the night. Yep. But, geez, that's coming back. But that night. Second, that was the second season, yeah. 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 That, that night was one of the best atmospheres. That was uh, incredible. From, 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 from both us sets of fans. and from yeah. them. But yeah. to see that full end at the old Parramatta just packed. It was heaving. It was going nuts. Yeah. The entire 90 minutes. And it's never gotten back to that. And it's very different. It used to be intimidating. Mm. It's not anymore. No. Do you think the novelty is maybe worn off, worn off a bit down there? I think so. Yeah. Oh, well, that, at least we've justified that stadium's presence by owning it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know. might as well just give it winning, to us. Winning some silverware down there, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's 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 just not the same. And yeah, it, it used to be intimidating. You used to go there and think, "Oh, you're going to see a full end of you know blokes with the bloody shirts off and rip dabs for ninety minutes." I think I think their results <laughs> has got a lot to do with that because didn't they yeah. miss the finals like five? Well, it's six aren't they up to seven or eight seasons in a row now of not making finals? So well, they, they made it, they made it last season, season but um, yeah, before that, yeah, I think it was five or six. Yeah, so I think it's yeah pretty clear yeah. that the novelty of the new shiny toy where they had success early on was obviously worn off. And, they're they're um, still in the top three. This season, you know, yeah. there's there's no excuses to not be showing up. I think I think it's just a novelty of having a team has worn off because you, yeah. you look yeah. back at season one, two, three across the league, active support was huge. You look at Central Coast Stadium in uh, in that season three semi final, and I'm always going to throw back to it because mm-hmm. it was one of the best best nights we've had there. It took up took up like half. It was the the, the, the bay was triple stacked yeah. the entire way down mm-hmm. every single row. So yeah. we've never seen that since no. at Central Coast Stadium. I mean, we've come pretty close a couple of times, but. Nothing to that extent. And I think it's just a novelty thing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot happen with active support over the years too. But they've oh, got yeah. – I mean, the frustrating thing is that we would love a setup like that. Oh, mate. Safe standing, yeah. roof, yeah. really close to the, to the pitch and everything, and it's just not – they're mm. not feeling it. It feels like it's not really growing either. But no, and you know they they claim to be the number one fans in the in the country. They don't even hold a candle to no. to the Vuck fans. Not even number really. one in the state. Yeah. And – they're, they're, they're much, you know, the, the Vuck fans much maligned, of course, for you know, everything that happened last year, but they're still far and away, you know, they're active and easily. is easily the best in the country. Miles ahead. Anyway, back to the game. Yeah, we, we Brad Tapp. Oh, how good was he again? Gun. More shout-outs again, please. <laughs> Keep giving the tabby shout-outs. I know um, he uh, had, a, had a couple of beers with uh, with Phil, his old man, before the game, and um, he said that... I thought um, you were going to say you had a couple of beers with Tappy. I was like... Oh, <laughs> That's what he's doing pre-game. <laughs> no, he was he was very locked in, very focused. Apparently, in the in the car on the way there, he had his headphones on, wouldn't talk to wouldn't talk to anyone. He was um, absolutely focused, and yeah, came off on the pitch. I mean, what a challenge! It's for, working for the goal. Yeah. yeah, for the goal. That that as good as the little uh, ball from Niz was, as good as the shot was. That goal is probably seventy percent him. Yeah, yeah, yep. incredible challenge. And and I think we were talking about it before. That was just goes to show our desperation for the 90 minutes was just more than them we just wanted we it wanted more. it more yeah yeah just about 100 percent 100 we, we just even like the challenge the the clearance from caltech in the first half that was mm. on the on the six yard that was an incredible clearance and that that's i don't think many i don't think many center backs are making that in the league mm. we just wanted it more i feel like caltech's performance in the game's kind of gone a bit under the radar because i thought he was 
superb. Well, that's what you want him from your. That's what you want yeah, from yeah. your centre backs. You don't want to notice them. Him, right. and Dan, him and Dan, that partnership is really starting to get going. It's blossoming. Yes. The uh, the the uh, Oceana <laughs> centre back duo um, is yeah getting more and more. And I think yeah, I think probably Caltech's gone a bit. Out, you know, outside of the Kolakoski goal in the Perth game mm. recently, in the last sort of three four weeks. I don't really think they've put a foot wrong, those two. No. Uh, that, that goes across the whole back four as well. You look at Faz, he's been 9 out of 10 every single week, mm. 9.5 out of 10, 10 out of 10 some weeks as well. You know, Hawley and Caltech, as we've just lauded there as well. And, and Storm, aside from one maybe not his greatest game ever, where it was probably a 6, maybe 6.5 out of 10, I think, uh, was it New Year's? I think it was. Yeah, but yeah. outside of that, he's been, again, that 8 out of 10 every single week, so... We've got players competing for positions across the park. We've got young players who are looking to try and cement themselves and be in the team. That That's the thing, you know, Tappy's enthusiasm in that moment is what you get from those young players as well. I mean, I suppose it's can you do that every week is the next question yes. that is asked of a young player. But, um, that, but that moment was fantastic because it really that's what, you know, I'm going to give Tulio, you know, 60% of the cred, but, but Tappy and Niz get mm. 20% each because mm. Tappy's desperation to get that ball and the quality of his turnover that puts it straight to Niz, puts Niz in that spot, Niz hits that ball with the perfect weight to avoid the two defenders that are that Tulio's already behind. Yeah, there's a lot in that. There's a crisp pass. It just, it just looks crisp. like it's easy to do. It's not easy to Niz do. Niz doesn't get but assist, Tullio. mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to clap back at West Sydney football on Twitter, on. right? <laughs> Keep it going. <sighs> I mean, I mean, and but t- to be honest, Niz probably didn't have his best game ever, but he got it right in that moment. Yeah, again, I think it was a, it was a, it was a grind for him, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a bit of a grinding performance for a lot of them, and and you know, I think creatively we we maybe weren't at our best on the day, but they they were in the first sort of half an hour outside of our goal too. The first sort of half hour. 40 minutes or so, it felt like there was a lot of misplaced passes and that mm. sort of like from both teams. Yeah. I don't think it was the best yet performance from yesterday. It wasn't, time, it wasn't, wasn't vintage good teams, Mariners. Good teams get results when you're not at your best. Yeah, and so. would you call it exactly cagey? Right. Because, you know, I, I think they are a decent team. Yeah, so do I. I think yeah. you were saying it last as week. My, as much as my dislike for Rudin wants to try and take yeah. over, yeah. they are a decent team. So you've got that cagey bit there where they think they're a decent team. I think we nullified that decent team part of them in this game. I mean, did anyone see Antonson? Antonson, I have a Antonson. Yeah. Did anyone see him for? Pretty sure I heard ninety his, minutes. Heard his name a couple of times. I think he yelled for the ball once or twice. Well, they did announce the team sheet. So they did. Yeah, he yeah, was on yeah. it. So, so but we, I think we <laughs> we we completely nullified him for just about the yeah. whole game. Yeah, and I think that right there is it's the Caltech, Hawley, the you know back mm. four. And the the team's defence overall mm. um, that that puts us in that space. So yeah. So I think it's kind of a bit of a grind because you've got two actual heavyweights in this. I think we may be more of a heavyweight than than we're, we're growing in my heavyweight status keeping. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's I mean, fair. we we really restricted him. I can only really think of two sort of clear cut opportunities that they had the one that uh yule dragged across the face and um marcelo with a header i think it was at the back post but it was straight at dunny had a lot of power behind it from a corner um but straight at vuka yeah and it's it's actually speaking of marcelo can we talk about the whole 
Him and Tulio thing. Yes. Did you hear about? That? Yes. What a flog. <laughs> how, did, how did that go for him? How did that go? <laughs> Tries to be a wind-up merchant and he's just not it. <laughs> he's just not very good at it, is he? Just no. He is not him. See, he he's not him. He thinks he's him, but he is not he him. He is not him. No. No. So yeah, more of that, please, Marcelo. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty clear, and I, I have heard as well from a couple of the staff um, that, you know, Mark Jackson, Andreas and Danny and that, they're all, they do so much work on the opposition. Heaps. Heaps yep. of work. And it's pretty clear. Mm. Like their work ethic is apparently through the roof. And that's mm. what we're seeing, I think. You know, with a lot of these games, you know, we, we have a way that we want to play and, and that obviously varies with a whole heap of different formations. And we were talking about it last week, the whole three at the back thing. There was a few times in this game where the three at the back was very, very prominent. Yeah. And it was... A, pretty clear that Storm would obviously push up and then, you know, Faz would Slide move across. in and yep. then we would have the three at the back with the ball and then as we get further up, then both of the fullbacks then push up. It's pretty clear what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but then there's obviously a lot of work happening into the opposition as well to try and nullify their threats. You could tell how frustrated they were because Milanovic, I think, had a couple of shots from outside the box that were just into the RBB. Going nowhere. Yeah. Just they couldn't break us down. Yeah. 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 Like, like we said, they had 20, 20 shots, you know, probably half of those from outside the area, if not more. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just as you say, not really posing any sort of clear-cut threat at any real point in time. And when you have uh, Josh Belante in your team, you're basically carrying – a dead weight. Well, it's, it's funny you say that, right? Because I've spoken to a couple of the boys that have that have played with and, and against uh, Josh Brillante, and uh, a couple of them have said that Brillante is the best player they've ever played with. Probably five years ago, yeah, yeah. I would say that. <laughs> Absolutely. But in his end days at the victory and since he's been at the Wanderers, I mean, what was that performance on the weekend? That was one of the worst was individual performances I've seen in a long time. Mm. It was horrible. And he's been getting hammered. And there was, there was a point near the end there where... I think maybe Theo had the ball um, and he was sort of running away from him and Berlante looked like he was going to fall over him, but he passed out because yeah. that stuff. <laughs> I was cool. like, you haven't done anything. All you've done is give the ball away for 90 minutes. Is he, is he just back from injury recently or am I just Suspension. making things up? Suspension. 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 And, and that's why Wanderers fans are blowing up because mm. Priestman started yeah. last week. I think it was the last match whenever they and played. And he's a good player. And he was good. Oscar Priestman, yeah. But then for some reason, Belente came straight back into the team. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, Priestman came off the bench pretty early in this one because Hendricks copped, a, copped yeah. an injury in the first half. Which they I think went was in from Tappy going in from pretty Tappy, hard, yeah. too, which <laughs> I'm all for. I'm all for that. And fair as well, Yeah, right? and fair. Yeah, yeah. Which, is, fair. which is brilliant. Um, and, of course, they, they went in with their substitute goalkeeper as uh, Jack Gibson picked up a pretty nasty looking knee injury in the warm up ACL apparently oh yeah Mark, that's Mark that's Gush un- did a lot of complaining though didn't he yeah well i mean that uh, doesn't really surprise me um i feel for jack gibson he's he's been around the um the traps in the mpl for for quite a number of years now and this this would have been a good shot for him to string some games together with with Lawrence thomas away on Socceroos duty in um, the warm up's a bit poo in the warm up yeah it sucks doesn't it and it, it was they, they were just doing crossing drills yeah and he's just they do landed every goalkeeper does that before every it looks, <laughs> yeah. bad. It looks bad though in the yeah. video they show of it yeah it's yeah. not good yeah. yeah yeah it's not good but then of course because they don't have a um, an emergency backup goalkeeper on standby they've uh, they've drafted in the uh, the 17 year old from the academy center back six foot seven or whatever he is and uh, <laughs> he's never never worn so a pair of gloves in his life no mm. so i think i detected a fair bit of jack on there luke 
fully jack on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally jack Totally jack on. Luke's, Luke's jacking it. Well, it's, it's fair to say Look, that... I was, I was never really jack off, okay? No. So let, let's just get that straight. I did say out to one question, which but I had a gun to my head. Yeah, it was gun, it was gun to your head. It was gun to my head. I right? think I was the only that's one that fair. said in. And it, so I had to answer it, mm. right? Yeah, um, that's fair. But no, he, him... He deserves full credit for, for you know for the run that we're on. Hundred percent. Well, he's especially around. earning it now, I think, because what we wanted was to get that result, no matter what, in that last game, and he designed mm. that match plan that got us that result, and yeah. and now we walk away. I walk away thinking, oh, you know, we're actually in this little bit of the hunt that I think we can be, and we we're not at the top end of the comp, but we're in the place we want to be. When I think the, we're not that far the off. The whips though. are cracking. Exactly. Mm. But then this week, it, the, the test is the next test and the next test is now we're playing a team that's actually got a good record. We're going to their place to do it. We've got a decent record. Can you come up with a, day, a, a game plan that gets us a result? Forget about the you know, score um, and he's now doing that. And you can see to me that it's mostly or it's a lot the way that he's form the game plan uh, yeah so. yeah i think i think the gap between where we are now when we're at our best which we probably weren't against the wanderers but that gap between us and say the victory it's not i don't think it's that big i don't think no, there no, is no. i don't think I there mean, is a gap i think a lot of there people, is on the I, table because we started so poorly we yeah, were zero and four or I whatever it was a but. lot of people are crowing about the victory but i they're like it, you know once again they're good on their day don't get me wrong they got a lot of really dangerous you know players they're pretty good defensively but i don't think they're they're all that no i mean we 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 more than match them at home yeah, exactly not yeah. jumping yeah. over myself about this because the loss of tulio is going to hurt and Absolutely. we'll probably yep. discuss that a little bit more um but, pretty soon but but we are going along well and we need to be because the next step is going to be a hard one without tulio just yeah. keep swimming and they just won't have they won't have uh Bruno this weekend yeah. either. Read my mind. I was just about uh, to yes. say. Yeah. Well, we'll come to that, of course. Playing them at a really good time without Fonaroli, who's yeah, yeah, what four or five goals in front. Yeah. Golden Boot at the moment. But yeah, that that you know the second half on the weekend. That, that this always seems to happen when we play them there. We come they come out in the second half of the first ten or fifteen minutes, and we just get smashed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just about weathering that storm. Yeah. And, yeah. Once we got through it, I felt comfortable for the last half an hour. Yeah. That yeah. they they weren't really going to break us down. Really. As, as anxious as I always feel about playing down there, yeah, it was a comfortable sort of anxiety. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. all good with a loo. Hopefully, just a knock. Just a cork. It's just, just a, cork. a cork. Apparently, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So that was a bit scary because he landed weird on that. Yeah, leg. I was really, really worried we were going to see another his, his right leg or something. But then he right. grabbed the opposite one. I was like, mm. oh, thank God, because it looked like a bit of a hyper extension sort mm. of thing. But. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. But in that last half an hour, once we'd made a couple of subs and you know put on Depizio and then Theo and that, it, it kind of definitely changed the game a bit. But we still had to weather weather a bit of their pressure. But we even had more chances, you know. Yeah, we did. Probably Jing. Jing probably should have probably should have should have had two, one or two, mm. definitely one. Mm, de- um, definitely with that one that went across the face of the goal. Um, and is, I feel is, for Jing because he's he's he probably you know he really wants to put the pressure on our low. And I still think that spot is a 50-50. That's his bread and butter, that sort of chance as yeah. well. He's He's got to bury that. But, yeah. um, you know, that's 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 rustiness. It's lack of um, minutes in legs. That's yeah. you know, a bit of lack of sharpness there. He's getting in the right positions. He's, he's making the runs and he's mm. looking decent off the ball. I like it when he comes on because he puts that big energy, that big energy. up front. And he is big li- energy. literally big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, is he you know. When he comes on, I'm sure I'm sure the other teams are like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, there's no break for the centre backs, is there? You got to no. deal with a Lou, and then Jing comes on, and a Lou is is all over you for 
65 or 70 Six, yeah, yeah. just kicking the shit out of you. Mm. <laughs> so well, that, that's that's how like he got that cork, wasn't it? Just challenging for that bouncing yeah. ball in the box. Yeah, and there was there was the one in the first half too when he went up for the header with Magush and nothing wrong with it. They were whinging Keepers and Keepers protected. And yeah, there was nothing in that. Absolute um, bollocks. Yeah, absolute. How could you complain? Magush actually is straight away complaining. Yeah, like he, he should be looking at himself and saying, "How is it that this bloke can jump as high?" His head yeah. got where your hands were. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> is there lead in your boots, mate? <laughs> He a bitch though. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, true. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought when DePizio come on, he was okay. I was going to say, good little cameo um, from Migsy. Liked yeah, him. Mm. Yeah, which you know that that spot now with Nautilio obviously going is, mm. is wide is open, up for grabs, mm. and you know Theo was indifferent. I don't, don't have anything bad to say about his performance. Um, I, try, I try and be as diplomatic as I can be, but it just I'm just <laughs> it goes further on to what I said last week though. I think he, I don't know, I. Still not convinced. I don't know if this game was going to be the game to get that convincing from. No, he's, he's come on to close the game out. He's not come on to try and create anything necessarily. Mm. Yeah, but he did. He did get in some good spots to do some creating. I thought and mm. and and just just lost the ball a fair bit and turned it over and 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 just I don't know just. But I'm seeing other people say that you know he was okay. So maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. But I'm st- I'm still not seeing. <laughs> no, it. Luke, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> still not convinced. <laughs> well, he didn't kick it to. He didn't you know kick the the cross field raking ball like Docker did late when we wanted. You know. <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of those late on. Yeah. Go go to, go to the corner. Yeah, he's got the perfect yeah. opportunity to just take it to the corner. Exactly. Just go to the corner. Yeah, oh. I was out of my chair at home when that. Just, oh, we were. I was so somehow. We. I was on the chair. I think. <laughs> the ground that was very very annoying but yeah we made it a, a bit hard in extra time <laughs> some of those game management yeah, no, that moments was, could have yeah, been better that, that was when i was really feeling yeah. uncomfortable actually yeah. yeah um but yeah overall felt yeah once we once we weathered that storm in the second half um yeah felt yeah sort of reasonably comfortable yeah but, and we can't really you know stress too much about that because mate we got clean sheets Clean, clean sheets, sheets are good. We've got, we got as many clean sheets. Not only good for my fantasy team, but good for the table. Right for my yeah. fantasy team with <laughs> well, Faz and, uh, and Vooker in there. Yep, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. What about for the guy who's got every Central Coast player in his team? He must be going all right. He must yeah, be I, think that, I think that was Warren. Um, yeah, shout, shout out to, to Warren if he's still got uh, <laughs> all, all the Mariners. Well, if he's got Tappy, Niz, Vooker, Faz in there, he, yeah. he, and Tulio, of course, he would have done very well this week. Yeah, an important game too for the table, right? Because we, you know, Wanderers win that they end up seven points in front of us mm. we win now, now. we're a, a point behind them we're only a point behind and we're, a point we're behind city yeah, four, four points off second or um or six points off top so you know a couple of those games in the earlier rounds had have gone our way or mm. you know we'd be sitting a lot prettier but as it is i mean we're sitting in fifth um still you know it's only a couple of points ahead of <laughs> ahead of ninth and tenth really yeah it's pretty tight it's t- down it's, the bottom it's tight <laughs> but we're in the corridor of uncertainty and they're in the boonies <laughs> yeah that's yeah especially if you're western western's way out in the boonies oh oh that's western's that's, like a bloody dubbo or something yeah yeah, yeah. Fuck Idaho, measure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> measure the distance between us and the spoon it's a, it's lengthy at the moment and yeah. that is good <laughs> that's how we start our measurements exactly. we get, how far away are we from the spoon okay great now oh, how far yeah. I haven't buried it yet. I've, I've had a little sort of side eye at the fact that we're that, not that far from the top, but still <laughs> mostly spoon looking. Yeah, but a very important game for the table. Didn't play our best, got the three. Hey, we win this weekend. Uh, we take three points from from Vic, victory, close that gap to them to three points, and uh, we're we're sitting sitting very pretty in our charge for the premiership. Mm-hmm.
Back Corbett. to back? Back, back to Corbett. back? So, sounds a bit greedy, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tipped Sydney for the championship this year. It's not looking really, really all that good. No, my, and I tipped... my predictions. I tipped uh, Fabio Gomez for a golden boot. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> really not looking good. I'd, I'd love it if we Oops. were the ones that broke the victory unbeaten streak. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the final team that hasn't lost hasn't lost yet. Mm. Um, that would be that would be lovely. Yeah, they're there for the taking, as are all the other teams of us. <laughs> Literally everyone. So, yeah. Ua a isningley ute odcast bay. Looking at other Central Coast Mariners news and news across the A-Leagues, of course, the transfer window has uh, it, it slammed open. Um, it's, it's swung open. It's swung open. Thank you. Aggressively. Yeah. <laughs> Very aggressively. I mean, not so much for us. We haven't really made any moves uh, as yet or any official moves as yet, aside from Tulio moving on. Um, Rumours abound, of course, of another player potentially leaving to uh, Pastures new overseas. We'll see how that plays out. But a couple couple uh, of visa spots open and apparently a couple coming in. Well, apparently England, number nine. England. I'm hearing um, I'm hearing potentially two English players, um, yeah. one with connections to MK Dons and one with connections to Leeds. Illegal connections or playing connections? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds legit. Pl- playing connections, I believe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's – I mean, we don't replace Tulio. No, you can't. That's, yeah. You can't – you don't replace that – yeah, I think it was I think it was Will Brown who said last week we cannot replace him. No, yeah. no, it's it's we what can, but we're not in the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, even with the money, I don't think you can. Like, how do you fit a player like him under the salary cap? Yeah, that's what, what marquee rules are for. But we're not in the no. We tried to sign marquee about five or six <laughs> years ago, actually. Yeah, not uh, that kind the of Gibraltar striker. But <laughs> suffice to say, there are players out there who could fit, you know, fit that bill, but they cost a lot more than we're likely to be in the market for. I don't know. Messi could come over for three minutes. Could his son? <laughs> Free room at the Crown Plaza for. That's true. We would yeah, have for a season. Should yeah. he may be old, but we would have him. Should surely do it. They do. He'd do a bit. Can he do it on a on a True. warm Sunday afternoon in Gosford? Can he do it in thirty five degree, hundred percent humidity? Oh, I don't think so. Best ever, my ass. <laughs> no, he, he might be able to. <laughs> but it, it'd be interesting if if we do get or if we are looking at a number nine, because mm. that that really puts Alo and Jing under a lot of pressure, mm. and then it, it comes down to, you know, we got three strikers on the books. If we're looking at a visa player who's a nine, you'd want him to be the quality of he's going straight into the team. Mm. Um, because I think, you know, as we've sort of mentioned a few times, I think visa players are wasted if they're on the bench oh, yeah, 90% exactly. of the yeah. time. Um, so that, that puts them under that puts them under the pump and then do we change our formation again? I don't know. We're uh, a bit light. Uh, uh, like, that was my, my suggestion was I'd, I'd be looking for someone who can operate out on the right. I'd, I'd much rather be a winger. I don't yeah. want an out-and-out out number nine. I think I'm pretty a comfortable Tullio with Alo and, and Jing there. You know, yeah. like positionally a Tulio-style player. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tulio of the last few weeks, not Tulio 22-23 where he was playing centrally. Um, yeah, someone who operates wide, can drift inside, can operate as a 10, but primarily as a winger. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my number one target. My number two target's probably a left back. Yeah. And then the the, the other rumour is that apparently a Brazilian. Yeah, RBB TV apparently said that Sean... Sean told them that Brazilian another Brazilian is, com- is coming in. Sean, please respond. Sean, please, yeah. <laughs> I was going to text him actually and ask if he wanted to jump on uh, today, but um, my apologies, Sean. Tom got away from me. Um, but yeah, Sean, please respond. Yeah. It's probably just a haircut. 
Sean, Sean told them he was going to get a Brazilian. That's yeah. right. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That easy, makes sense. easy to make that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. how they got in that conversation to that point. But <laughs> yeah. we'll Pretty easily. Sure. Yeah. I'm well sure. manicured out in the West. Um, <laughs> and uh, in Carry-On too, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. 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 No, but that is, like I said last week, if I'm sure there's more uncut gems hanging out in Brazil. Uncut gems. <laughs> I get that reference. Uh, that, you know, want to come out and play in Australia and, yeah. and th- that's an easy sell now. It's just, hey, look what, what we did with Marco Atilio. He came here when he was 23, 24. Mm. Now he's going over to Japan, life-changing deals. Yeah, making more millies. money yeah. than you'll probably ever see in your lifetime just hanging out in Brazil. That, I mean, that's our like, selling. That is our selling pitch to Visa players as well. That's how, that's how we pitch. It's a five-slide uh, PowerPoint to, presentation. To Daniel Pena um, when yeah. we offered him an absolute pittance to come here and he went to Weston for, you know, two and a half times what we offered. Um, but more, it is, it is more how pittance. We, yeah. yeah <laughs> it is it is how we how we pitch to these Visa players and it is a massive selling point as well. So, mm. you know, that, that sort of goes back to my point that I was making the other week where – you know, you see so many people complaining that we're selling these players, but we can't stand in their way. No. You know, firstly, they're, they're going overseas to make three or four times as much money. You know, he's, he's getting $100,000 just to move his stuff there. Like that's that doesn't include the car they're giving him, the apartment they're giving him, or his, you know, nearly a million dollars a year in salaries. So. And that's in US dollars, isn't it? No, 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 no 60,000 US. Oh, okay. So that's just a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That we we just yeah. don't have. <laughs> so simply, we can't compete. Yeah. No, so. no, and that that's that's you know we've said it time and time again. This is what we are. Mm. We are a selling league, and within this league, we are definitely a selling <laughs> club. This is what happens. This is how the club functions. Make your peace with it. You're either yeah. you're either on board or you're gonna keep complaining. About a few it. comments on the socials just didn't seem to understand. They just just that don't sort get of it. thing. Why are we losing players? It's like that's yeah, that's gonna happen. That's that's where we are in the food chain. Yeah, and there's a lot of people saying, well, why don't we keep him until the end of the season? It's like, well, this also has to do with transfer windows and all these sorts of things. That's within, how transfer windows within work. the global part of the game. We have to then fit in. And the Japanese league season. starts what? February. February. So that's why he's going now. Yeah. But can we dispel the myth that this has an impact on us winning grand finals? Just two names, Rogic and Qual, both players Mm. who really Mm. dominated for us Mm. and put us where we were going to be in years we won the grand final without them. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Garang leaving in the the January window, as you say. Rogic did the same thing. So this theory that we have that when we do this, we're going to lose – uh, ability to be that it all goes to shit like it's not really well proven. so yeah. what you're saying is because we've sold our talisman in january yet again we're on for the g for this year as well <laughs> correct that's what i'm hearing correct yeah. I, that's, that's not what i set out to say but now that, now that you've spelled it out like that i'm proud of that actually yeah thanks yeah um the other side of things is of course mark berigitti is uh well he still hasn't been registered by dundee he's been told he's free to leave um at dundee united there uh, after a torrid sort of 18 months or so there for beers would you take him back no no sorry Based on what I'm seeing now, I want Vukas to keep playing indefinitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd play till he's 40. Extend him. <laughs> the way he's going. Absolutely. I'd, I'd extend him. Look, I mean. He is the goalkeeper coach. Can't he just resign himself? Yeah. <laughs> After a while. Uh, he's a goalkeeper manager. Course. Goalkeeper? Oh, okay. Yeah. As long as he's can't, can't call him a coach just yet. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Now, I, the, but the goalkeeping situation is an interesting one, right? Because, I mean, Vukas still playing really well. Made yep. a couple of crucial saves on the weekend. Um, I mean, if his body's feeling good, you know, you've got to have the conversation with him. Do you want to go again? Has to be one of the most ripped thirty-eight-year-olds, uh, yeah. or whatever he is yeah. now, hanging around. But he stays you know, off the red snow. Not, not according to the Brisbane fans, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> as long as as long as he's happy mentally and wants to keep playing, and I'm sure he is, mm. um, there's no reason why he can't go around at, at least one more. Um, and his form doesn't warrant him being moved on or dropped or anything. Yeah. Um, but it, it is going to be an interesting conversation at the end of this season, given that you know we we've got one, two very inexperienced young backup goalkeepers. Yeah. Who, you know, Wachowski still. Good shot stopper. Mm. Still not 100% sold on him though from what I've seen. But it, yeah. would, would needs absolutely needs more time to develop. Mm. Needs needs more game time. Not going to get that right now until the MPL starts, which, you know, so it's hard for him. If, if he plays MPL because they might look Maybe. at bumping up uh, Dylan Burright-Cullen to, yeah. to first grade. Who, who is an absolute unit. <laughs> I mean, talk about, talk about having the attributes needed. For a goalkeeper, yeah, he's six is he foot, seventeen, foot seven. eighteen, and he's yeah, he's, enormous. He's not, he's not eighteen yet. So we, we um, uh, I first learned about him when he was fifteen, playing first grade down in Canberra mm. in the MPL. There, yeah, who is that thirty year old in the <laughs> under fifteen state? <laughs> no, he was playing first grade at fifteen in the MPL <laughs> for Gungahlin or something. But um, yeah, the six foot seven monster, yeah. absolute giant behemoth of a fella, and look at the shoulders on him too. He's yeah. built like a wardrobe. Yeah, um, but he moves well. And um, he's got big wraps on him. A lot of boys are saying that he could be the best shot stopper we've ever seen at the club. Yeah, I'm, I'm keen for him to get more minutes in, in the MPL to see what he's like. Mm. Um, but it's, it's yeah, I'm on the whole, Biraz thing, he, he needs a club, absolutely, because he's still got plenty of uh, football left in him. He's yes. not going to get a look in there at Dundee after what's happened. He almost ended up in Israel. Yeah, six good, months good ago. thing that fell through. Yeah. Yep. His bags were packed, he was ready to go. Yeah, so he, but at the moment, he's just basically hanging out. In no man's land, waiting for a club, and I'm, I, there's, I, Melbourne City would be a more obvious mm. option to me. Yeah, Jamie Young, it's not a bad shout. Jamie Young's been pretty indifferent since the move from Western. Don't know what happened. Seemed to be on fire at Western, and then moved to City, and seems a bit on and off. I don't know if he'd want to go back there though. He had a pretty bad experience last time he was there. Yeah, so I think Frozen there's, out. there's, there's, you know, them. Newcastle, arguably, he's got history there. Yeah, he's got history in Perth, obviously. But well, young, he's, a, he's, a Perth, he's a Perth boy, but Cameron Cook's is, doing well there, right? He is. And then there's word that um, I've had a mind blank. The Knicks, the New Zealand goalkeeper who just moved there. Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul, yeah, Ali Sale. Sorry, there's word that he apparently wants out because he's now lost his spot. Um, well, that's your own fault, mate. Uh, he's, but, yeah, he um, seems like the kind of guy that will whinge about that too, right? Yeah, and so not, if, and not want to fight for it back. Yeah, so you know, if he goes, does he then end up, you know, sort of back in Perth? But he's not going to be guaranteed that number one spot because you know Cook's doing well. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to see a roundabout of goalkeepers now that you mentioned. Oh, I can yeah, see Ollie Sale maybe going to Melbourne City. Bira's going to Perth. Um, yeah, you can see a few moves. Can, going around, yeah, definitely. yeah. So, so what about if Booker's doesn't want to go around next year? I back Wachowski or Perry Cullen. I'm bringing in Alex Paulson from Wellington. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. That's yeah. fair. That'd be nice. But v- if, V's a goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. But if not that, then maybe there's a year there for Beerus. Yeah. Maybe. Transition year while we get Wachowski and, uh, and Bright Cullen up maybe. to speed, maybe. But, uh, well, I mean, I'd for I'd, them to beat to the, to the spot. Yeah. I mean, my view, my view on him is that I think this team is past him now with how we play. Mm. I think he's he's a good shot stopper. Mm. Did an absolute fantastic job when he was here. Saved our bacon a number of times with his good shot stopping, but it was also the result of a number of goals that we conceded because of his poor distribution and simply giving the ball away. Positioning can be questionable. Yeah. Blocked. His his ball distribution mm. is was the number one um, thing for him when he was here that frustrated the hell out of him. I thought you always rated his distribution. Anyone 
that has spoken to me for four seconds about him knows my agenda. <laughs> blocked. <laughs> but, blocked again. Blocked again. Well, I worked has, so hard he, to he get did, that unblocking too. Yeah, yeah, and he unfollowed He unfollowed you. me. Yeah. 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 What? So, anyway. <laughs> wow. I'm not here to make friends with players. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Listens to the so podcast, confirmed. Most likely. So, you know, like I said, fantastic. Yeah, shot stopper. Could he do a job? Yes. Would I think it weaken how we play and affect our playing style? Yes. Yeah, I do agree. Hence, and like, you know, Vukovic isn't the best with his feet, but he's done what he's had to do. I think he's pretty decent actually. And I actually think he's improved yeah. in the last, you know, sort of season and a bit because he's been because he's basically had no choice to. <laughs> I've, I've always I've always rated him with yeah. his feet actually. Yeah. He's always reminded me of a frustrated striker. <laughs> I do feel like our game plan <laughs> does make it so that that he's not under pressure to to make the variety of balls that we might make another keeper make. Mm. Like Matty Ryan could ping him from everywhere to everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, with both feet. But Different gravy. Yeah, yeah. So we don't really though leave Booker in that situation where we want him no, to. No, there's 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 a number of times where Booker just hoofs it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Which is fine. That's it's fair. either that or he already knows which of our right or left defender is going to take it off him in that yeah. situation as we use him as the extra man. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I'm sure the club would be looking at a Biraz and say, well, what is the value uh, there? He's, he's probably not really a leader like a Vuka is. Vuka's, mm. he's, we're not obviously going to get a, get a monetary value for Vuka, but his leadership on the field, off the field, his experience, and then the role he's going to move into after he's, after he hangs him up mm. is all why he's here. And obviously because of the way he plays. Mm. But you bring True. someone like Abiraz back, are we going to sell him again for money? <laughs> Unlikely. Mm. Not. I wouldn't see him as a captain or a potential future leader really. Mm. So what value does he bring? And that's where I think the club will then go, well, we need to back our young goalkeepers, get them up to speed, and then we do what we always do and we get them on the pitch, we develop them, and then we sell them on. It is who we are. So fair. So basically what, what we're saying is at least one more year for Fuka. I would hope so. Yep. I think so. I <laughs> yeah. hope so. Five more years. Maybe maybe we need to get him on this podcast and tell him that. A hundred percent. We yep. can do that. Yeah, we'll give him a call. That can be arranged. Yeah, definitely. Of course, on Sunday afternoon, uh, our Mariners women took on Sydney FC at our Paradise. Uh, stalemate in this one, nil all draw. Unfortunately, a, a bit of a cagey one, a match with very, very few clear-cut opportunities. I thought Sydney were a massive juggernaut. So did I. I, I sort of um, – I didn't come into this one with high hopes, to be perfectly honest with no, you. No, me either. Yeah. I'm not claiming to know a lot about women's football. I'm just learning about it. But I have to say Sydney Sydney were no juggernaut and I didn't feel there were a lot of opportunities in this game, but we had as many as they had. Oh, we had more. I mean, we, that's we, for sure. in fairness, we probably should have gone on and, and, and won it. Yeah. Um, and they seem to be cheating from the outset, which is you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very Sydney because clearly the referee had been paid off. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Straight into the match fixing. I like it. No, match it fixing just, in football. You wouldn't hear of it. No, <laughs> no, 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 not really suggesting that, but it was a bit rough. I thought some of the decisions were, a bit, I don't know, a bit Sydney-centric. Mm. Um, but, you know, yeah, our girls did well. Um, well they, I mean, Sydney's had equal most draws in the league this season. So it's not just un- shithousing their way to <laughs> Unsurprising that uh, they've come up with another D. A lot of nil-alls, are they? They're the very team that Jamie's targeting. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Imagine, yeah, imagine if we had a, had a, had have had the multi ball and, and zero points rule in this one. Yeah, it would have been great. Yeah, it would have been unfair because we were better than them. But, Def- but, definitely, uh, but we might have thrown the kitchen sink more. Um, had had that been the case, but no, I thought we performed pretty well. Um, Isabella Gomez, Isabel Gomez, what a player! Yeah, Nizzy Gomez, well, Nizzy Gomez, N- I like it. Nizzy Gomez, yeah, fast becoming my you know sort of player to watch. Just pulls all the strings. Yeah. Um, on his, yeah. And just unstoppable and mm. doesn't back out of anything as well, which I must say I do like. Mm. Um, that uh, um, Between her and uh, Ergamoller, who didn't do much in this game, but um, nevertheless just is always good. Yeah, she was squeezed out of a lot of it, Ergamol. Um Faye Bryson <laughs> with a couple yeah. of little fiery contests there as well. Yeah, there was no. a few with uh, was it Princess Sabini? Yeah, Sh- Shadine Evans came on uh, for the last few minutes of the game and um, straight away put, was putting herself about, went straight through the back of uh, Princess Sabini and it all yeah. kicked off. It was great. It yeah, was good fun. Yeah. 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 Good good, good to see. What, was, it, was there two? Was there nearly three there? Yeah, crab was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah was yeah. it two and a two, half? Two, yeah. two, seven. Yeah. yeah. So nice Couldn't little. Couldn't really nice. tell from the TV because it really bright over there where the sun was burning. The yeah. <laughs> and uh, – a pressing issue for those <laughs> unfortunate people that are there. That, mm. That's not fun. No. Yeah. Sit in that. I get. I know why they're doing it because that's where the cameras face. Who gives a shit? It also costs a lot more to open up the western stand than it does to open up the eastern stand. That's the. You'll get nobody issue. there if you keep sticking people in. Yeah. 40 degree. The club. The club are working. Hot, working with it. They've come up with a bit of an interim solution where they've opened part of the western stand so that there is at least you know a, a few bays worth of shade there, and there are quite yeah. a lot of people in those in those couple of bays there. Yeah. Uh, in the shade, so I know the club are really working hard to, to come up with another solution. Um, Simply too hot to sit yeah. there for for that long, mm. and you know first. Five seasons, I want to say. Mm. I was a member in the Eastern Stand. We moved because of the sun. Yeah, you're cooking. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's too hot, mm. and and you, I get the monetary, the Paramount. I don't give a shit about Paramount. I don't care how it looks on TV. The punters <laughs> that rock up, uh, the ones that are actually paying the money to be there, should be your first priority. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if we're really looking after that, but there's there's a few like. I'm allowed to have a couple of gripes, aren't I? Sure, go for it. Wouldn't well, be wouldn't be a ramble without Moz having a gripe so about something. A whinge about something. <laughs> well, can we have some replays <laughs> at the women's game? Nah. Please. They've only got one camera, ones, haven't they? Especially where the ones where it seems like the um, line assistant doesn't know what the offside rule is. Mm. We'd like some replays of those ones. Um, one camera, one commentator, yeah. probably calling remotely. <laughs> They are calling remotely. From space. I can guarantee you they're calling from uh, Randwick. Yeah. Well, that would explain why they can't do a post-match press conference because that annoys me as well. I want to hear what Emily's husband has got to say about the performance. Who no interviews after the game nothing. either? I can't nothing. find a single thing about it. Um, I mean, I'm, this is not a club gripe. This is a overall APL gripe because there were a lot of work was put in to talk about the idea that we wanted to make the women's game equal. Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, Mariners have set the pace on that to some extent by having our games at the stadium, unlike the other clubs. Yep. But got to be a bit more serious about it and put some stuff around it, you know, have those post-match pieces of information and ha- have replays and don't burn the fans. So it's there's a yeah, bit more work to be done in the women's space, but, but we were decent in this game. And Sydney, well, we saw off their juggernaut. 
Yeah, we, we, we more than matched them. Um, and, you know, I think it was a performance that sort of belies our, our table position in some ways because we're, we're sitting at the moment in 10th. But, I mean, it's a, it's a building year, right? You know, it's a, it's a brand new team and uh, and they're coming out. I think Sydney won it last year, didn't they? Off the top of my head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, you know, coming out and, uh, and not just matching but outplaying them for large parts of the game. And we're not that far off the top six in any case. We're only two points outside the top six at this stage, so... Of course, uh, our ladies are back in action this Friday down in Sydney for Unite Round. Leichhardt Oval uh, will be the venue for that one. 7.45 kickoff against Wellington. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. You boys come up with a good question. It is, of course, that time of the week where we crack open the mailbag and answer your questions. Of course, thank you all, as always, for all your submissions across the socials and the ccmfans.net forum. Of course, starting this week with Facebook, Ryan Bryce uh, asks, with Steele and Smith injured, if Faz goes, who plays left back? Do we need to bring someone in? Where's Faz going? Where'd you get that from? <laughs> I think he said if Faz goes. If. Oh, if. Oh, if. sorry. sorry. Just hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking. If okay. Jacob Farrell was to get a move to the United Kingdom. Um, Allegedly. Alleg- hypothetically. <laughs> if. if. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if, if Smith gets fit. Um, if Smith gets fit. There you go. Because um, he obviously he had a quite nasty ankle injury, but I think he's, uh, he's not far away now. Yeah, I mean, the problem at the moment is is that our, our two potential left-back replacements have have been injured yep. or are injured mm. and haven't played in a month for Smith, mm. if not more. Mm. Hasn't played a lot of minutes. Um, Steel is out probably till the end of January if we're lucky. If oh, we're mid-Feb, mid-Feb, easily. Yeah, mm. so the potential two replacements are, that are going to come in have been very light on football lately. Yeah. <laughs> now, but it's not, we're not without options. No, so one of my options open to ideas and suggestions. I don't love it, but Storm at left back, start Docker at right back. Okay, yeah, there's an option. Storm, yeah. Storm has played left back plenty of times in his life. And I, I mean, I, I, he did a few times last season as well, and did I, I sort of, I sort of questioned it at first because I hate right footers playing at left back. It just yeah. makes everything unbalanced and it, it just it gives me the ick. Yeah. I get the ick. The ick is time. good. Yeah. But I think yeah. that but Storm, Storm did well there. So I've yeah. tried playing left back. Mm. Horrendous. Mm. Got oh, forced so onto my left foot all the time, couldn't get rid of it. In saying that, I used to love playing left back. Well, as a right footer. I wonder if I might <laughs> enjoy it more now that I'm older and I've realised that concept because yeah. it felt different though when I hadn't realised that concept. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's the first option, isn't it? But, yeah. there, but there are others, aren't there? Like haven't we played – have we had Dan Hall play left back? Oh, don't do that to him. No, I'd don't do that to him. Oh, Remember sorry, that game against the Wanderers Apollo. last season where okay. we had the no, access buddy. all areas, Doco? That was the first time I saw him play left back. And um, I don't I don't think you... You're going to have bloody PTSD. Yeah, PTSD, PTSD yeah. Like From Monty okay. more than anything. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Nathan Paul, left-footed. Left-footed, but... Talking about doing a job. I don't see him as a fullback. No, I'm not talking about somebody who can uh, fill in over any kind of period mm. j- just long enough. You're, you're talking about temporarily. Exactly, very yeah. temporarily, like a game or so. Mm. Yeah, okay, yeah. Now, my, my, my storm to left back and start docker is more permanent, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think it's doable, but I think we do need to have more cover. In I think, I think that, that, that's probably the best option while, um, while Smith recovers and then Smitty slots in there um, my other option is go three at the back play wing backs they have uh, I mean Smith can play wing back Torres maybe in a pinch can play as a wing back his work rate's pretty good it is yeah options mm, 
And then you can, well, I mean, even Storm at left wing back and Docker at right wing back. Because Docker is very attack minded. I'd rate Storm as a wing back. Yeah, I don't hate it. <laughs> It'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> I just want three at the back, fucking. So who would you do three at the back then? Paul Hall, um, Paul Hall and Caltech. Paul Hall, <laughs> Caltech, Hall and Mickey Glassick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> Bring him back. Yeah, I'm here Come for on. that. Get him back. I've, I've had the conversation with him. He is gagging for that three at the back yeah. with Hawley and Caltech. So let's do it. What, What's the, stopping the, us? This, this is going way down a rabbit hole, but what about <laughs> bloody Tappy in the three at the back? Yeah, Tappy loves playing centre-back too, so that'll work. Because when, we, when there was a few times on the weekend where once we started to really build up in possession and both of the full-backs then pushed up, mm. he slotted into that sort in. of centre-back spot yep. to have Hall and Caltech yeah, on the, the side the, of the centre-backs split yeah. wide, so yeah. It's not, 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 not like it would be totally unnatural for no, him. No, he's played a lot of centre-back in the academy as well and he yeah. loves playing there. So, so slot him in between Caltech and Hall and then still comes back into that midfield spot when he's back from injury. <laughs> but when it comes to the best option, it is none of these. Versatility. Hey, we, we are Timo adaptable this season, right? <laughs> we can do anything. Timo to be fair, adaptable. 3-4-3, 5-4-1, 7-8-9, yeah, no, <laughs> we can do that's why, that's why Jacko, whatever we want. That's why Jacko won't like it because it'll diminish his number of plans. He's no, he's no plan A coach. You know, he's shout, out a, Palo. shout out to Palo. Shout out to Palo. A, B, C, D, I never gave Palo a shout out last episode. So You did. You got him twice. I did, eh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Palo. They all count. <laughs> no, but there's – yeah, I, I think hypothetically if uh, yeah, Faz were to leave, mm. Storm slotting into that spot would be my preference. Fair. Uh, okay. until, until the end of the season, I'm, I'm happy to back that. Mm. Docker, you know, still – Needs to prove himself a bit more to me, I think. Um, seems to be Mark Jackson wants to start him. Mm. Seems to like to talk about him a lot in the press conferences. Yeah, he does, when, doesn't he? Yeah. When not even asked about him. Yeah. <laughs> Likes yeah, to like bring the, him up. The, the New Year's game yeah. when he came he on. He brought him up just completely out out of the, randomly. And, and was raving about it. Yeah he, yeah, he said something along the lines of, you know, he's got two fantastic right backs now that are competing for yeah. the spot. And when he's been coming on, he's doing well. I'm like, okay, no worries. He, he clearly likes him. <laughs> this now leaves it open to, well, if you like him, you can start him. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I do see something in him though. Like there's a, there's a baller in there. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's been he's been pretty good defensively. It's just the going forward stuff. Just mm. to Which few, is funny because he played he played as a winger all through preseason. Monty yeah. wanted to play him as a winger. So yeah. mm. maybe that's the problem that we do need that to, for him to be a winger. Um, Mm. Are you, are and you saying we need a new signing? Are you saying Docker to replace Tulio? Is, <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> well, uh, which part of him? Interesting. <laughs> which, which part? <laughs> <laughs> the Brazilian bit. Maybe maybe that's what Sean meant when uh, he apparently spoke to these guys at RB, RBB TV. We're bringing oh, yeah. another repli- uh, Brazilian replacement for Tulio. No, Sean. Maybe it's uh, <laughs> maybe it's Mateus Moraes. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, actually, in saying that though, sorry, he yeah. has been in Australia recently. He has, yes, I saw hanging out, doing, mm. doing, doing. I don't know what he's been doing. But just hanging out, just hanging out, just hanging out, just stalking his Instagram. So yeah. I mean, Maresh coming back, would, I would not actually be surprised. It, 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 it feels like it. A, it feels like a hey, I'm here. You know, I'm still yeah. here. Hello. I'm, st- I'm still free. Not I'm really here, enjoying hello. my time in Iraq. Can I come back, please? Just on holiday, I think, isn't he? It's mid-season break, possibly. Mm. But I, I wouldn't be mad at that. Mm. Don't hate it. Yeah. Duncan Mitchell says, how much of a wanker is Marco Rudan? Rhetorical yes. question, that one. How does he think Tulio's goal was a deflection in the post-match interview? Um, yeah, right. Who uh, knows? 
peak blind. Peak overdone. Too much fairy dust. Yeah. Real question. Who else are we in serious danger of losing in the January window and why is it Faz? Again, yes. Yes. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, if Jacob Farrell wants to go. Um, I think think Faz is the one that I'm really worried about. Niz maybe... Would get yeah, I, I think it's only going to be Tulio and hypothetically Faz. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll lose anyone other than hypothetically Faz. Yeah, I think we're okay till the end of the season at least. After that, I feel but. like the ins are more sort of speculation than yeah. outs. Yeah, I mean there's there are there are two guaranteed ins and they are both yep. visa players. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Niz will go this window. I think we'll go at the end of the season. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I don't hope so, but I also hope so. <laughs> yeah. Good answers, and I think the reason why is that uh, Faz is good. That's why. Mm. That's just he's just good. He's getting better every week. Got to expect it. Hope he hope it works out for him. Mm. Bulk sell-on clauses oh, yes, in please, whatever please. contract we have hypothetically agreed to. Mm, yeah. Um, hopefully that answers your question there as well, Isabel. Uh, hope you're well. She uh, wants to know who the replacement for Papi is. She's very upset about him Same. leaving. Understandably so. Join the club. Mm. Yep. Uh, Brenton Harris expands on that um, uh, question as well and, and mentions that he read somewhere that we're trialling another player from Vanuatu. Any further news on that? I did read that as well. Recently? Because wasn't this happening last season under Monty as well? Was it a player that um, was at the Adelaide club with Caltech briefly, I believe? Yeah. At Bowgrad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what position is he? Yeah, it was the tail end of last year. Nicholas King uh, was uh, the player that came over on trial there. Um, only 19 years old. Uh, he was captain of the Vanuatu under – or is captain of the Vanuatu under-23s team. Had a two-week trial here back in December, but um, not actually too sure what, um, yeah, if there was any sort of further update on that one there. Uh, William Brown says, there's a young lad by the name of Stefan Jankovic. Reckon he could be a bit of an uncut gem. <laughs> Are you talking about the Serbian basketballer or <laughs> <Yeah>. the footballer? <laughs> which, which one? I don't know. Um, I'd give the basketballer a crack, though. In front of the other one? Yeah. <laughs> yep. In all seriousness, boys, do we think we'll get all our transfers done early in the window or last minute and wait and see who comes available? I think it'll be a bit of a mix. Yeah. Yeah, I think a bit of a mix. I think you'd have to think, you know, Mark Jackson would have seen the writing on the wall of the Tulio thing. Oh, yeah, they knew. Yeah, a month yeah, yeah. plus ago, if not more. Way more, yeah. Um, and also, you know, hypothetically, if uh, Faz goes, you would have knew that that would have also been coming up. So I dare say there would have been a few discussions happening in the background, you know, for a while. And and he's, you know, sort of said as much in some of the uh, post-match press conferences and that, that, you know, they've got a few things on the table. Yeah. Um, but if it's not the right fit, then they won't be coming in. I feel like I'll, it'd be more likely it's sooner rather than later. Yeah, with, I think uh, so. With the rumours going yeah. around at the moment. I think you'll see your visa players probably announced sooner as long as the visa player, uh, the visa application process mm-hmm. goes smoothly. I think in terms of local acquisitions, I think they might be a little bit later in the window, if there are any. Do you think we'd sign another A-League player? Surely. The January mer- merry-go-round, you know, goes on. That's a recycling league. Yeah, the mutual termination window. The mutual termination yeah, league. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just want to say sure. too, by the way, Stefan Jankovic, um, last club doesn't appear to have played in twenty twenty three. Last club was in second division Malta. Yeah, right. Second division Malta. Hmm. 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's probably not going to matter how much you cut that diamond. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's that, that's a rough cut. You can yeah. you can polish it at uh, Yankovic, but you can't make it shine. <laughs> you can roll it in glitter. <laughs> uh, he he is uh, a frequent answer of mine on on griddle actually uh, for Mariners players with an above fifty percent win rate. Jesus, he went to third division Malta after he left us. Wow. Wow. He's making a comeback. Did, he get, did they get promoted? Because they got pro rail in Malta. i got to tell you, I don't care enough about him to look at it. <laughs> no one does at that level. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, gee whiz. Uh, what a throwback. Johnny Needham on Facebook says, I love the fact that we're winning, but I'm getting a horrible sense of impending doom this January. Johnny goes on to say, I can't see Niz, Faz or Caltech being here long. I even get concerned about Vuka given his form. With Tulio gone, we don't really have anyone who can step up in those crucial moments, just like last game, and take control now either. Is my Central Coast Mariners anxiety warranted? Yep. <laughs> totally warranted. <laughs> Learn to live with it. Manage it. Yeah, pretty much. Get therapy if need be. Yeah. Um, strap yourself in. Oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a hell of a ride, right? This is, unless, you know, some billionaire comes in that's just rolling in it, uh, this is us for the... That's always going to be. It's always yeah. going to be. When asked, the therapy, right? when the therapy works out like it did on the in June, mm. it's all good, baby. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. We were, surely, surely we were in this pessimistic state when Garang was leaving us. Mm. Oh, 100 percent. Mm. Yeah. Well, th- this was the question we were literally saying 12 months ago: was when he leaves, who who takes that mantle? Who takes the mantle? Who steps up? Where yeah. do our goals come from? Because I mean, at that time he was banging them in for fun, just about yeah. you know, sort of off the bench. Yeah. And. You know, sort of having a huge impact on quite a lot of games over that New Year's sort of period. Um, we were asking the same question 12 months ago and look how it went. So the easy answer is Torres. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. he is our top goal scorer so far this season. He's got five in the A-League, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, you know, like they all tend to do, started off slow-ish, but I, you know, never doubted him, literally. Never doubted <laughs> no. him. Yep. You could see something was there. And yep. he, like you've also brought up a few times, Moz, he has that Mariners bit in him. Mm. He works his ass off. If I'm seeing a guy work his ass off, the good football bit is going to come eventually, and it has, and hopefully it continues to do so. He's scored some really important goals lately and comes up with some really important things also defensively. So th- there's he is the guy to step up now that Tulio is gone. Johnny also raises a good point, though, with a few of these guys. Niz is one that I want to talk about because he's only contracted till the end of the season. End of the season, yeah. You've got to think there's some... <laughs> Big discussions happening. If there. if we if we haven't offered him big money for the like giving him a, a two year two plus one or a three year deal or a fucking ten year, you've got to lock that shit sake. down now yeah. because if he goes at the end of the season for nothing, for nothing, or goes somewhere else in the league for nothing. I don't know what I'll do. I don't. <laughs> I, don't, don't, I, don't so I don't. I don't. I will see not be him, held responsible for my actions. I don't. If that happens. Yeah. I don't see him going elsewhere in the league. Um, maybe Brisbane and a Brisbane's pinch with, ben, with with Benny there now. Yeah. Um, and if he does, fuck, I'll be fuming. I'll yeah. be absolutely livid that we yeah. haven't locked him down. But I'm. I'm. And like some other people will laugh at this, especially other idiots in the league who don't actually rate him. He is a 350 to 400k player oh, a yeah. season. Yeah. Like Today, that's the, that's 100%. the sort of money I am giving him Tulio's wage. Today. That's the sort of money he should be on. Yep. 100% being yep. serious. Yep. Best midfielder in the league last season, arguably. Yep. Wins a championship. Yep. Done the exact same thing this season. Been our best, most important player. Mm. That's the money he should be on. If we're not offering him that, we are doing this wrong. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he should be on and, at least 300. Yeah. And offering him that and in the hope over a period that we're going to get that back when we sell him. You say, this is you for the next 
like you said, Three pick two years. plus one or whatever. Mm. If he goes at the end of the season, then so be it. We've locked him down. We get that big money that we want. Yep. This is that's yep. Put a release. Uh, put a put a release clause <laughs> in there, and uh, and and off he goes. He sails off into the sunset to make his big European adventure. Yeah. Um, but and you have to think we're thinking hard about it. Like you can't think. It we're not it, thinking about it. I, I don't want us to be thinking about it. It better be a done deal. Yeah, it well, better have already been done, and we haven't, and we don't know about it yet. Oh well, I, I don't care if it's not done. But I we, do. But, but we better. <laughs> I do because if it's not done now, other clubs across the league are free yeah, to talk to him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We better have a high priority on it, and it better be our most, our oh, biggest well. priority. To be yeah. honest. Yeah, and no, you you think yeah. you, I don't think it'll happen, but you know, you, you have a new club coming into the league with a shitload of money. Yeah. I'll be talking to everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like cap limits. Yep. Like, well, that was that was the other thing as well. You know, I've sort of spoken about Caltech. Um, he yeah. does have another year after this one, I think. But and speaking of billionaires, that guy is a billionaire. He is. Yeah, so yeah he's yeah. got the money. I, I I could see them throwing big money at Caltech. Caltech probably wanting to go back home to Auckland or home of sorts. Um, he doesn't count as a visa player for them because he's got his New Zealand passport. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's, a shout, it's a shot for him to make big bucks for, for a couple of years before he retires. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think all those uh, 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 ang- anxiety-driving players, mm. definitely, Johnny, uh, uh, except for Vuka. Vuka's fine. Yeah, I don't see Vuka going anywhere. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't want to go back overseas. He's, he's, he's just settled here. He's bought a house family. on the coast when he moved back. He's, yep. he, uh, he's a coastie for life now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Bloom wants to know if Aaron Morrow is going to continue his boisterous behaviour on the podcast on the back of an eventful night at Soccer Fives last night. I know nothing about this, so I please say, please divulge. I would say the answer to that is yes, based, based on my performance so far in this this this. Show. Yeah, I saw you, you. I mean, when we got here, you threw a chair through the window and <laughs> punched a hole in the wall, slammed a can of V down in the your car neck park. And, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yes, no, there may have been a little bit of you know um, the na- restless nadies or something like that at fives at sevens last night um there was a questionable tackle made and the opposition uh blew up deluxe about it and questionable tackle by you or no no by another player in our team and i questioned the level of their complaining about it (laughs) and the very next challenge um the guy who i was then challenging felt that i was over exuberant in the challenge where i felt that i got the ball and um tough luck about the aftermath <laughs> and so he pushed me in the chest and i'll give him a few gob pulls um the player who made the tackle had been sent off already i got sent off for swearing which was a bit ironic since i think every one of their teams swore when you get a red card every bloody five That's minutes on this uh, podcast if you got a red card for swearing here. That is true. Shit. Yes, no. I did but I did swear, so you know, I did that crime, but I'm pretty sure that's a yellow card. But anyway, um we won the game, so in your faces. <laughs> 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 so there's no swearing, I think, at soccer fives now. Oh, well well it is in that context apparently because I'm not I'm not making it up that they had all literally sworn about the quality of the previous tackle and no one got sent off. But then when I swore at the bloke who just shoved me in the chest then I got sent off. So. I love Soccer Fives drama. It's great. <laughs> yes, it's always fun. I'll have to uh, get you to chronicle your uh, your weekly Soccer Fives Thanks dramas. for chucking me under the bus. That was a good bus chuck, he, 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 he slid into my DMs last night as well, Bloomy. He goes, oh, Morrow's out of control. <laughs> and I possibly should tell the rest of that story because after the game then I see Bloomy and I'm, I'm like, Bloomy, I've been playing here for 10 or 12 years, as you know, since the place opened, and I don't think you've ever had a complaint about my dirty play. And he was laughing. He was like, do you actually think I'm going to give you a warning? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, actually, I was just going to send a text to Pete. <laughs> <laughs> That just smashed me. That's the official warning. <laughs> Fair me. enough. Got me. Well, Fair enough. Good one, blew me. Cameron Oxley says, left field replacement here for Tulio, but what about getting in Juan Mata? He's just been re- released uh, by his club in Japan, Vissel Kobe, food for thought. Um, look, I don't hate it as a Man United fan. I loved Juan Mata, um, but who's going to pay for him? <laughs> Not us. <laughs> we get it like subsidized through. So <laughs> Can he just pay his own way? Just like, what well, Adidas doesn't need the money. Come on, just yeah. come play for free. Yeah, yeah. you know, 10, 10 or so, 11 years in the in the Premier League and, you know, he's in, in Spain for a number of years before that. He would have made bulk coin in Turkey as well. So, um, like he needs the money. I mean, surely he knows who we are. I mean, we're the club who's had Usain Bolt here. <laughs> Mike Phelan? Mike Phelan. Mike Phelan. You'd be mates with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get him on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Daily dialogue. Um, He'll probably (laughs) subsidise Juan's wages. Yeah. Um, he doesn't come in. Yeah, I mean Juan doesn't doesn't go in ahead of Niz for me though. You know, Niz, no, no, no. Niz is our ten. Uh-huh. Not in front of Iniesta. No yeah. way. Agree. I mean, at Juan matter anyway because you can't afford him. So. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you working oh. on that? Just came to me. Oh. <laughs> that physically hurt. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Radar's pics, Radar's photos on Twitter. Uh, shout out to you there, Ian. Um, also wants to know, is there anyone who can possibly step up to fill Tulio's boots? Any whispers of signings while we're still in January? We've uh, spoken a little bit about that. Um, Cameron Smith with a pretty valid point here. Is it just me or does it feel like Robbie Thompson commentates every second game? Do we have a commentator shortage across the league? And who would you like to hear more of? I promise I'm not baiting on behalf of Pete. Robbie Thompson, oh, uh, I'm not a huge fan Josh of him best, as a mate. caller. I feel like I was almost the start or one of the first people that pointed out that he just sucks. And I'm kind of sick of him. And no, there, were, there were a lot of people that were saying it. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, me, you, can't, you can't claim that you're being howled here, how, when you're howling everyone else. Come on, steady. Consider <laughs> me in the club of the haters because oh, I agree. Because, like, where's, what's Hill been doing? Is, is Simon Hill busy with doing other stuff? He's or? off at the Asian Cup now, but mm. he's, he's, I think he's he's – they give him most of the bigger. He, he gets yeah. he gets quite a lot of games, but Robbie Robbie's definitely Edge, commentating Edge. a lot. Um, I feel like I'm hearing him twice a week. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah but, too much. But the reason for this is, and I feel like a lot of people know this, or they have realised. But if you're not maybe on Twitter or whatever, which is where most of the stuff gets sort of uh, thrown around, 100 percent, 99 percent of the games are being called remotely. Exactly. Yeah. They're not getting commentators to every ground like they did pre-Paramount. Mm. Even at the start of Paramount, I feel like they had commentators at every ground maybe. No. Yeah, no. It's, it's been pretty Just much. Just been a Paramount pre- thing? Pretty, okay. pretty Which pretty obviously was brought remote. on by COVID as well. Yeah, and then they realised they can save a bulk amount of money um, by by not flying commentators. Yeah. You know, so- Simon Hill was platinum status with Qantas, right? Yeah. Um, and he he doesn't like calling remotely. No one does. No one does. Right? Uh, Shouldn't. But this is his bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to make the product worse mm. by calling remotely. And, and, and 100% and does. It's such a shit go for the commentators that do have to call remotely because you're in this tiny studio in Randwick with like a 24-inch monitor. You're yeah. seeing exactly what we're seeing on the broadcast. So you're not being able to see what's happening in back playing. Yeah. And the perfect example of that is on New Year's Eve with <laughs> buddy Daniel McBreen, who lives in Newcastle, yep. had to drive past our stadium <laughs> to go to Randwick to call a game with Simon Hill. Was was he mate? I think, yeah, Hill, Hill, yeah. Was, Hill was a and late caller. There was a 
point in the game, I think it was when Sushnyar got sent off. Mm-hmm. McBreen, you didn't see what happened. McBreen said on the commentary, I didn't see what happened there. Yeah. But he obviously didn't say, I didn't see what happened because I couldn't see it on the screen. But mm. he didn't see what happened because he's not there. And this was the important moment when they were trying to score a goal when we were off the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. And if, but definitely we, believing but this. No one if knows. he was there, he would have seen that. <laughs> and we wouldn't have to be only believing you that that actually happened. Because mm. <laughs> exactly. you're, you're, you're at the mercy of the director, right? Because, yeah. you know, and, and the directors are there on site. They're in their outside broadcast van out the back of the stadium. Um, but, you know, they're cutting between scenes and stuff like that. Maybe if the commentators were able to have, you know, the multi-screens with, you know, all the different camera angles at the same time, it might be a little bit more palatable. It, it yeah. would definitely and back in the day, that there was who was the guy that used to do pretty much every single Perth game. Anthony, I feel like his name is Anthony. Uh, La- that one, he's he was good. I really liked him, mm. we, but we don't hear him anymore. No, no, we and don't. You've got guys like Ben Homer, who we we only spoke about. Last I would week. love to hear more Benny Homer. He ended up on our game, and he was good. Yeah, he's fantastic, and he was but really again, good. He lives he lives in Newcastle, right? Yeah. So you know they they get people who are closer to the studio in Randwick there to go in there and, and do the games. You know, Tao's living yeah, in Sydney there. now as well. Mm. I'd like to hear more of him, but I mean, he's, he's very heavily focused in the in the in the W League space. Yeah. Um, which is fair, you know, he's is is a fantastic caller and, and really great for women's football as well. Can we also not allow Andy Harper to do Sydney games? That would that'd be nice, <laughs> thank you. Oh, I, That's been going on forever. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. fine with Harps. I like I like Harps as a as a colour commentator. Um but again, he's driving down from um Nabiak. Uh, exactly right. Yeah, you know, drive some Nabiak three you know. If half, he does a Newcastle game, he'll yeah. drive past Newcastle, past Newcastle to go to Randwick just to call a game. It's it's ridiculous. You know, they had Glenn Lauder who does a lot of sideline games at Central Coast Stadium, which is great because he lives in uh, on, on the coast mm. um, but there was a game where they drove someone up from Sydney to do sideline at Gosford and he had to drive down to Randwick to commentate a Perth game it's just ace number all. one okay yeah, it's are we just doing this just to save petrol money because what exactly is or could be the objective I think what uh, you're saying is all of the direction staff are at the site the on-pitch staff, if there are any, are obviously at the site. The camera operators. So the, the yeah, camera the, ca- the, the camera operators, operators well, are on site, of course. The operate by themselves generally, <laughs> but um, the ones that are operating So arguably, by, arguably the most important part of the entire thing is not on site. <laughs> I just thought, it baffles me what the reason I would, I would, for that I would, would hate, be. I would hate to call remotely. Honestly, I, I yeah. would struggle with it. But why time. would they want it to be done that way? Because it's saving them money because they don't have to fly commentators down to Melbourne and then across to Perth or back to Adelaide, you know. If they're doing two or three games a week. Okay, for the interstate ones, I guess I can see that. Mm. Yeah. But the ones where they're driving from Nabiak to it's just it's Randwick. just it's just a rule now that kilometrage pretty, pretty pretty much anything that's not at Allianz or Combank is remote. Right. Mm. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, they have the Grand occasional finals, unite round. That they have the odd special occasion where commentators will come on site, and you can generally tell when that's happening because they'll have the um the desk at the at the yeah. stadium um the panel. Um, like I want to say off the top of my head, the Melbourne Derby, they had McBreen and Hill on site. Yes. I feel like when they crossed, they were at the ground. At the ground, Unless yep. it's the green screen <laughs> and they're tricking us that way. You so know what? I would not be surprised. I would not put it past them. <laughs> I but, think that's what they should yeah. be doing, clearly. I mean, why why have anybody there if they're mm. not needed? Might as well ship them off to Randwick, get them with a green screen. No, get them on site. And, Fuck uh, this remote calling bullshit. Um, anyway... Uh, <laughs> Who would you like to hear more of? Benny Homer and... Uh, yeah, Homer for sure. Benny Homer and Glenn Lauder, I think. Yeah. I like Grace Gill. I rate her. I think she's really good. I do like her actually, yeah. That's that's fair. 
but I think yeah, she's another one that's kind of focused on the women's women's games. Yeah, she's in the in the women's, women's space. Yeah, as a like a co-commentator on the men's games, I think she's good. Don't yeah. tell Joey Barton that. <laughs> Rocky Captain Swish twenty three on Twitter says, "Why does Musi keep getting assist after assist after assist after assist after assist? Apparently, he never gets assists because he's the goat. That's why. <laughs> yeah, Mini Esther five yeah. assists in five games, five straight games. The man's on and fire. this is what was asked of him." Yeah. People demanded more assists. Yep. There it is. People wanted more end product, and here it is. Uh, so don't complain when he gets his big money move overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Fergie Time on Twitter. Fergie Time. Still loving that handle. Um, Fergie Time, listen to Ben and Steph's podcast. Well, stop doing that uh, for a start. Uh, they have a podcast, yeah. Um, and apparently they said... So- uh, apparently, uh, on their podcast, they mentioned something about us getting an English striker. Have you heard anything of the sort? Uh, yeah, I think we... I just thought we were... Rumours. Yeah. Rumours, rumours, allegedly. I'm about to go to the uh, Wikipedia of MK Dons of last year's squad or the season before just to see if I can try and suss it out. Yeah, not sure if it's going to be a, a striker that's coming in from uh, from there. It might be more of a uh, deeper player. Um, Wikipedia rabbit hole, here I come. Warren Menier on Instagram wants to know who would make it into your worst ever Mariners 11. Oh, does it have to be just 11? Uh, <laughs> have a bench or and a second 11. Bench, I'm, second 11, intra club game. Because yep. <laughs> um, there's from about 2016 to 2020. That, that's a tough. I got a couple of quick ones. One that we were talking about off mic earlier, Michael Baird. Uh, yeah. off, off mic, very much off mic. <laughs> off, very much off mic, yeah. God, he was absolutely dreadful. Uh, someone that we mentioned earlier, Stefan Yankovic. Yeah, that's got to be up there. Uh, Sam Graham, I don't know how that's. So, oh, my days. Yeah. Stop. Ryan Morgan's yeah. crying. Yeah. Rich, Richie Vanesh. Rich, yeah. I didn't yeah. mind Richie Vanesh. I think he's unfairly maligned. I agree with Pete. I, I think he scored in a derby, so I'm going to give him that one. But yeah. I, I didn't mind him. I thought he was all right. Mm. For the time, maybe he just looked better because he was in a bad team, but mm. I thought he was all right. Someone I saw mentioned the other day, Shane Huke. Fool. I didn't mind him. Pretty score. Pretty sure he scored for us though, because I seem to Huky, remember him. Yeah. yeah, I seem to remember him scoring a low drive in the northern end. I didn't. I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't. I didn't mind him though. Um, oh. It's a big shout. We we can can we take it on notice and actually try and do it next week? Astrobal's in there for. A I feel like we keep promising this though. Like we keep. I know promis- we keep doing it, but you need to make a note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll remind you guys in the chat. It's um, a level of organisation we don't have. Matt Trott? Yeah, Trotty. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Although I feel like... He, he did have one man of the match game, yeah, I think, I like uh, for a win up in Brisbane. Time, yeah, yeah but then, he, you know, shipped 10 goals in two games or whatever it was. And this is true. why this stuff is good fun, because Shane Huke played three games for us. The three. Did he score or am I full of it? Not according to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to Rushton and Diamonds Rushton, yep. in England. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And played forty Is that games. The department store, <laughs> and then he and then he went to Dover, and then Ebbs Fleet United. Ebbs Fleet, oh, the big dogs wow. from the National League. Fifth, well, they league two fifth now. tier England National League, yeah. and then Maidstone United. Maidstone, wow. So he's, he's, he's spent National his entire League time six level, six yeah, fifth and sixth England. Tier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lord in heaven, and then that was it in twenty sixteen. Well, all over for Hughie. Well in the non-league quagmire. <laughs> That's the sort of fun that you get when you do. This I would stuff. happily, I would happily sit around here for just hours, just naming random old players and see where they ended up. Yeah, because it's good fun. Oh yeah, like Vuko Tomasevic. I'm going to guess he ended up at Bonnie Rick. 
<laughs> just, to, just to guess. Why? I feel like Vuko like had some moments. Vuko Tomasovic. Yeah. I, I feel like he played, what, five, six games for us? Most around the oh, He went from us, Marconi, Possibly. and then to Bonnie Rig. Oh. <laughs> Shocked. How did I know? <laughs> Probably because I've looked at his Wikipedia page more times than a kid, I would admit. He's actually been to Bonnie Rig three, three times. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. We'll, uh, we'll we'll put together our all-time uh, favourite worst 11 and uh, and come back to you on that, Warren. But um, yeah, there's a few good names in there. Yep. And Alexander V91 on Instagram as well mentions uh, whispers of the other Brazilian. Apparently, it uh, looks like Alexander's watch RBTV as well. Um, uh, these rumours won't go away. So yeah, whether it was just Sean getting a Brazilian or uh, an actual player signing, we'll, we'll wait and see. How are you going to find out the first one? <laughs> I hope we don't see. <laughs> and over to the ccmfans.net forum. Uh, Ryan asks, how excited are you for your night round? Do you like the concept? Are you planning on sticking around for the second game? And do you think it will be embraced by fan bases? <laughs> also, how stupid is it to put the Adelaide fans near the victory supporters? Yeah, this is going to be... What could possibly go wrong? Interesting. I mean, you've got. I mean, you can't really put the um, victory supporters near the Sydney supporters. No. Um. No, I think I think they will realise after this weekend that this could have been fixtured much better. Much better. Like, why would you have victory and Adelaide playing in the same same stadium in the same night, putting their fans yeah. next to each other, um, also hosting a live site in the vicinity afterwards for the Socceroos game? So they've been on the beers since two o'clock in the Arvo. Um, you know. Yeah, I can't see anything possibly going wrong. Not I, good. I like the concept. It's been I love the concept. Obviously borrowed from Magic Round in mm. the rugby league, and which started in England in the Super League. So interesting. I, I I'm hoping to attend, but we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Having every game in in Sydney, I think again it's a good idea. But we'll see if it's supported. That the the main thing is if, is it supported by the fan bases i don't think it's necessarily not going to be supported but i think the execution and this is what you were saying earlier today moz has been pretty pretty average yeah i just think that um it was a it smacks of reacting to the fact that they know the fans didn't like the grand final concept obviously and this is the response that they sort of came up with to try and alleviate that i think it can be a great concept i quite like the idea of of having it done well but it's not going to be done well if you don't if you deliver it after the fixturing is already done and it's just I, a bit yeah, too I, late and I, I will give them and I am hesitant to say this but I'll give them somewhat the benefit of the doubt this year given the fact that they have backflipped on the grand final which was the right thing to do should Correct. never be done in the first place but they have eventually made the right call they've gotten rid of the deadwood that made the call allegedly <laughs> um, and then they've had to try and keep this whole New South Wales or this whole destination New South Wales thing intact to some degree and still mm. they've probably taken the money and spent the money and gone, oh, shit, we need to do something now to try and drive this back into the economy or whatever. If this is what they've come up with, then that's completely fine. And they've had to do this in the grand scheme of things last minute at the 11th hour. I'll give them a pass to some degree this season for the organisation of it in a way, but they have to nail it next year. Yeah. What do you think about it being rotated between cities fine. Should it, should I'm fine with that fine no, I, I, I it. like Melbourne like Melbourne United yeah. round I think would be awesome yeah depending on what the deal is with Destination New South Wales I think which I think was like a three year deal three years it? so if I don't know the ins and outs of it if that's still the same then it's obviously going to be in Sydney for the 
next two years after this, mm. then whatever. Or next one, one year after this. One year, yeah. yeah. Mm. But then after that, um, I have no issue with rotating it. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, rotate it. But that way, you, you know, keep everybody on side. Um, in this case, wasn't it uh, Destination New South Wales who probably got in the ear of um, APL and said... I think they drove yes. the decision in the end. Yeah. Yep. yeah. This is no dice. The fans don't like it. Get it to be something else. And I, and I admire the way that they've done that. It just feels a bit icky because we're less organised and, um, you know, there's some things about it. Travel deals, the accommodation deals are just not there. Well, there's no, not, not quite the incentive. To, however, having said that, does seem to me like in general there is a little bit of interest around it. Like, mm. And I'm quite interested in the idea... There's a few of the mechanics that are hard, like the transport doesn't seem to be well planned on a track work weekend and that kind of mm, thing. But, yeah. but And these are all the things you get if you plan these things better in advance. Mm. Um, so I think maybe you're yeah, right, Luke. That, that I think the timing of it is good, though, doing it in school holidays and, and all that. Perfect timing. The yeah. weekends have yeah. yep. not been nailed. <laughs> which, which if that's – I don't know if they have any control over that. They probably lock the weekend in and then maybe they lock in the track work. I have no idea. Mm. But – I don't having it in school holidays during this sort of time of year is great. Mm. It's the right time to do it, I think. But mm. yeah, yeah, like I said, I think they get a bit of a pass from me this year. But the problem is, if it doesn't go well, then they go, "Well, shit, that didn't work. Let's do something else weird next year." Yeah, hopefully <laughs> not. Stop chopping, chopping and changing so yeah. much. Just you know, they they spoke about wanting to create tradition and and things like that. Well, you gotta you, you gotta, gotta start keep, somewhere. Yeah, you gotta keep doing the same sort of thing. But yeah. um, no, I like the concept. Uh, hopefully, it's executed well. Yes, I will be sticking around for the second game. Game, um, and possibly sticking around for the uh, for the Socceroos game afterwards as well. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble podcast. I love you, no homo. Of course, speaking of your night round, our lads are back in action this Saturday, 5.15pm at Allianz Stadium as we take on Melbourne Victory for the second time this season. Uh, and what is shaping up to be a very, very, very promising clash? Um Victory, of course, top of the table at the moment, but um, we can close the gap on them to three points with a win this weekend. A very tasty meatball. Mm. Mm, don't mind it. I mean, they, um, they're they obviously undefeated. Um, Bruno, top goal scorer, but is away for this one with the Socceroos. And not really threatened by uh, Economides. Who? Like the last decent thing he did was score an absolute worldie against us in the uh, cup final. Yeah, in the cup final, yeah, but he hasn't, um, he's done nothing ago. since. Yeah. He's done nothing years since. Years ago. Yeah, so it's, that's that's not really too much of a threat for me. Arzani, whew, do not get me started on him. Um, <laughs> uh, he'll do one good thing a month and that'll be it for the rest of his life. And then the press will be all over it. Yeah. You know, it should be picked for the Socceroos. Yeah. Put him in the World Cup squad right now. Um, but, I mean, just, he couldn't get out of Faz's pocket last time we no, played him. No, and that's, you know, we, we've shown this season already that, you know, we've we can definitely take it to him. Obviously, Bruno was a big part, if not the main part, of the result last time. Mm. Um, and you know, obviously, Machash has been incredible. Um, question for my fantasy team: Do I leave him in against us? Or not? Mm, I know, right? <laughs> that's tough. That's tough a tough one. Decisions. Um, I've also got Roderick and De Silva uh, in my back three in my <laughs> fantasy team, who uh, have also been playing well, very well for the victory. So they've they've got a pretty solid back four. Outside Connor Chapman, who's, you know, he's doing a job. He's definitely not that guy. He thinks he's that guy, but he's not. <laughs> um, but they've they've been pretty – but they've, you know, sort of been all right uh, defensively this season. Ryan Teague's been Ryan good Teague was as a, well yeah. in the midfield. Mm. Um, and also Volupale's been pretty dangerous. So I think Volupale and Machash are, are going to be the two that, that we have to keep under wraps. 
Um, and then Eli Adams, who came off the bench against Perth, absolute oh, oh, oh. fucking worldy. It's got to be goal around. That if it's not, something's wrong. Yeah, so, I mean, it has been a big week for like there were absolute. It was bangers after bangers. A big after week for bangers. bangers. A yeah, big week I mean, Tulio's didn't even get a look in, but I mean, you know, every single other goal that was scored was yeah. just <laughs> yeah. So you know, him and him and uh, him and Ben Falami coming off the bench will be dangerous. Mm. So. If we can get to that point in the game and, and you know, hold out Arzani, hold out Economides, hold out Volupale, hold out Mashash, it's definitely not easy. But with our with our back four, the way they've been playing the last few games, with that mm. now midfield, you know, pairing of uh, Ballard and Tappy, b- big game for Tappy. Huge. Big game for Tappy. Huge. It's been incredible the last sort of couple of games. If, mm. he can, if he can do the job this game, that's like he's... He's in. Interesting battle between him and uh, and Mishash. Yeah. Yeah. Physicality plus that one, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a ca- bit of a cancel on the cards here. Like uh, both sides have lost their gun, uh, their gun striker. Mm. Is that going to make it into a nil or draw? Nah, nah. Victory. Um, I mean, they've they've had a bit of an inconsistent habit of shitting the bed so late in games. You look back at the Wanderers game a few weeks ago, where you know. They were leading comfortably and then the last sort of 10 minutes or so, Wanderers were all over them um, and they, they nearly threw it away, ended up finishing 4-3. Um, but again, against the 10-man Perth Glory um, on the weekend. You they know, were losing. But yeah, they were They, they were, were losing down. until 80th minute plus. Um, they were down. Eloy Adams equalised. Um, sorry, El- Eloy Adams put them ahead 2-1 and then Perth equalised in the 89th again. So they just seemed like they have this habit of just having a bit of a nap in the last sort of five or ten minutes of games. Yeah. yeah, it's still, you know, like I said before, they, they've they've got a good team on paper and and they've had some good results this season, but the, there's a lot of, you know, or they're, you know, they're back or they're back or they're back to, you know, their best and all this sort of stuff and I'm not totally convinced. I'm not convinced, no. <laughs> no. I mean, even even when we played them at home last time, last 15, 20 minutes was all us. Yep. All us. And, you know, we probably should have gone on and, and, and won that one in fairness. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's on a knife edge. It's, it's very finely poised, this one. I'm going to say us 2-1. It's a 1-0 for us, for me. I'm saying uh, it's 2-all. I'll take a point. I think I agree with boys. 2-1 us. You're going to have to make some changes to my fantasy team. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've already got to change uh, change Tulio out. So. Oh, don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> Come Don't on. forget Fornarelli, get him out. Yep. No, nah, keep him in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't keep him captain. Him can't believe you didn't take him out last week. Spewing. Uh, I remembered very late on in the piece and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to remind Boise. <laughs> oh, you're done. I thought you were prepared. And you were, you're on top of this game. Uh, we are really competing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. I mean, we're I'm competing for nothing. I, know <laughs> I think it's fair to say at the moment I am not competing with you, but still, I know what you mean. Well, that is just about all we have time for on the latest instalment of The Ramble. Of course, everyone, thank you all so much uh, for tuning in to The Ramble this week. But until uh, until we see you all on Saturday, get down to your night round. Um, it's lovely to see you. Bye. But still, I still you better run. I just can't drink the sock. You're so open that it gets me through today. Carve into my skin. I'm just a fragile little cat. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Obviously, nearly at the end. Uh, Sean sliding into my DMs after this, I'm sure. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, <laughs> let us know who your um, uh, who your technician is, your salon technician. <laughs> Jim's mowing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, that was good. Fuck. Excellent. Excellent areas. There's, there's the app.